Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm so good. I just saw this hot man that, that is called my husband and oh. I am just, I just sort of just really grateful that he calls me his wife and that he keeps showing up every day. I love that. We are changing topics a little bit today, going yeah. into like the nitty and gritty of how to keep a marriage alive. Yeah. We work our butts off. Yeah. We're high producers. We put ourselves out there a lot and We've both said that I think having that backbone of a strong man behind us oh that God, is yeah. pushing us to be better or supporting us to be better is huge. It is huge. Okay, so what's the secret? How do you keep your marriage alive other than just <laughs> sex? <laughs> That's really important. So I just want to dive right into five love language. I was like really, really, really into the five love languages. And I've talked to my team a lot about the five love languages, trying to like find out what their love language is. And then I was reading the, actually getting around to reading the book. The five love languages, and I've changed my mind about it. Tell me. So the five love languages are supposed to be um, one of them's quality time, one of them's physical touch, another one's words of affirmation, ser- to, oh, services, service. and then gifts. Yeah. And so here's the thing: I always thought my husband and I were quality time people, but the last time when we had this conversation, like, "What's your love language?" and you know, we both determined that it was quality time. But it was at a time where we weren't getting to spend quality time. And so here's the thing. If your love language is words of affirmation, tell me I'm pretty, you know, but if that's your love language and you're like, okay, tell me I'm pretty, but you're not getting any physical touch, like you're not getting any sex or something like you're going to not be happy. You need all five. You need all five. So that whole, what is your, what is your love language is what you're not getting. Oh, or maybe let's go deeper. Maybe it's what you didn't get as a child. Like. Right. But interesting. It's what you're not getting. It's where you feel the hole. Because if you're not getting words of affirmation, somebody saying nice things to you, if you're not getting quality time, if you're not getting regular physical touch from your loved ones and he never buys you anything or never like just gives you anything, gives you a flower or something like that, or he doesn't ever take out the garbage. If all of those things are not happening, you're not going to be happy. Another just idea off of that is they're all kind of intertwined. So like touch and quality time and like all of it, they kind of go together in the same sense. The only reason I disagree is gifts for us are like non-existent. I don't really care about that. We do not. like. But if he never gave you anything ever. Dude, I could count. Like we've been together for 17 years. Yeah. We're like maybe, I mean, getting rid of Mother's Day, Christmas, birthdays, just random gifts. I can maybe count on two hands. Yeah, we but I mean, not- what if he never gave you a birthday present ever? Oh, you're, yeah. Oh, then. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> when you're having an expectation of a gift and he just didn't, you'd be like, what the fuck? Totally. You know? <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm just kind of pushing back on kind of that that whole idea of, of five love languages. I think we I need like it. all the love languages. Again, I want to hear what people think about that. I think it's an interesting yeah. concept. Yeah, I like comment. To, I think I might go deeper and say that's what you didn't get as a kid. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, so I'm, I think that might be, so even if you're getting it, it's maybe some point in your life, maybe you didn't get that and that's what you need now, but interesting. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do? What's your like trick to keep it alive, to keep it spicy, to keep it that you're not looking around the corner and yeah. I mean, for us, it's spending, it really is spending time uh, together and, and making sure that the time that we're spending together is fully invested into each other. But that also includes all the physical touch, right? Like if you're not getting sex in your marriage, there's a big fat hole. And I don't mean to be that way, but for us, like if we're disconnected, that's the way that we can get connected again. Okay. I have a story. You ready for this? So my first sex talk with my dad, I'm 23. (laughs) My first sex talk. (laughs) Birds but, and the bees. Yep. No, <laughs> this is such a different sex talk than you've ever heard before. And I tell my girlfriends this all the time because I think it's the best advice I've ever gotten. Yeah. And it's going to be a little much for you guys, but here we go. So my dad said to me, my husband had just asked me to marry him. And he goes, so Alicia, we are at the sex talk. And I'm like, <laughs> God, no, we're past this. <laughs> and he goes, we're having it. He goes dead sober. He's, uh, he goes, men need sex. Maybe it's once a day, once a week, once a year, whatever it is, men need sex. It is your job in the relationship to figure out how to enjoy sex so that you are not feeling like it's an obligation and it's something you want to do. Yeah. And it was the best piece of advice. It was something I was already pretty good at, but it really, I hear my friends complain about sex and so forth. But what that conversation told me is, okay, I need to communicate. I need to figure out what I like. I need to make it so it's not a job. So that I want to do it too. Right. Yeah. Right. There's, I mean, there's a lot of marriages out there where there is sex aversion. Right. You know, like it cracks me up or breaks my heart when I hear people talk about the whole, I have a headache thing. Is somebody Best cure for a headache. Well, no kidding. <laughs> Breast cure for a headache. And where are you at in your marriage if you are trying to avoid sex by lying? And I think it goes both ways. I think every single man enjoys enjoys sex and I might be, you know, completely well, compartmentalizing. 99.9. Yeah. And I think for women, it does take a little bit more uh, more effort into figuring out how it needs to happen in order for you to to want to join the party. So in my experience, it feels like men get horny and then they want sex. Girls have sex and then they get horny. So sometimes you just got to do it and get into it and then it ends up being fine. But don't you feel like that there's a lot of women out there that are having entirely too much negative self-talk that literally makes their their libido hit the floor? Absolutely. My husband has never once complained about my body ever. I told you I've recently lost a lot of weight Mm -hmm. when I was bigger. Never heard a word. No. Never heard a word. There's like, not a single oh, man in the whole world on. that would ever, <laughs> ever say anything negative about a woman taking her clothes off. Right. Ever. And so, you know, I hate to say, I hate to just go right into the three letter word and in, in this conversation. Oh, but how much more fun. It's way more fun. But if we've been like out of sync, if he and I have been out of sync and we just cannot get back lined up, if that's where if we just go right to that, to, to that party. Okay. And, and but then, that's when it's hard. So when you're out mm-hmm. of sync, you don't want to do it. Yeah. So I think what keeps our marriage alive is humor, making fun of each other, making fun of the kids. There's a temper tantrum. We can look at each other and go, oh, this is ridiculous and kind of smile. Yeah. And what I found is we lose the humor when we're not having regular sex. Yeah. And that's when we don't, I don't find him as funny. I don't find whatever he's doing as cute. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, it's been a week. Maybe we need to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also think too, like the more stressed out I get, the more I'm just like, ugh, no. You know, I find myself just being like, one more person I have to make happy. And we give know? ourselves all day long <laughs> to our clients. We give so yeah. much. I pour myself into my work and then somebody else needs something for me after we put the kids to bed. Uh-huh. It's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. And my husband always tells me, he's like, I know you need it. I know you need it too. And I'm like, don't you even think about it. <laughs> but I know you right. need it. 
<laughs> Good gracious. Okay, so how do you reconnect? So when you're off and you have those moments like I just us, told you. No. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I love it. I love it. So if you're off, okay, keep yeah. going. Okay, so what makes you then, I guess, is it just the habit and the knowing? Or is there other things that you guys do? Like, do you play sports together or go for bike rides or... You know, here's the thing that really that really keeps us centered. And I learned this a long time. If something is going sideways in your marriage, do not go and talk to your girlfriends or the people at work or to go and bitch about your husband to anybody else. If you've got a problem with your spouse, you pack it up and you take it right home and you have it out. Because I promise you, I've almost broke up with my husband on a couple of occasions where I was going and getting advice from somebody else. And they were like, that man, you know, you need to get rid of him. And, you know, girls just gang up on that and they're trying to protect their friends, right? But they have no comprehension of the connection you have, the years that you have together, the bond that you have, the fact that you have trust. I mean, how about all the crap that you did that he forgave you for? And you're just maybe having a vent session of quick moment of anger. And then they take that and they hold that more personally. So I have a- They bring it up again. Yes. And then I have the best- group of girlfriends on the planet and we're so supportive of each other. And, but they kept telling me like, you never bitch about your husband. One, I truly do love him. I got Mm -hmm. so, so lucky. We got married really young. He was ready for it. I wasn't, but I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll get married, see how it goes. (laughs) And now like all these years later, I was like, I got so lucky. We were still together for four years before we got married and I knew him, but I was immature and yeah, but I got so, so lucky. And they kept telling me like, you're just not complaining about your husband. I'm like, well, he's such a better person than I am. He is so kind and thoughtful. And any bitching that I have to do isn't worth it. And I'm not trying to be fake with them or not trying to let them know. And it's not that I've never bitched because I I have, but I rarely do. And one of my best friends told me, she's like, I've taken that from you. I realize you hold your husband on a pedestal and I never have. And seeing how you talk to him and look at him makes me realize I want to do that too. And that was really cool to hear. I think that's just a perspective thing though, right? I mean- Yes. I look at my husband and I mean, he's gorgeous and he works his ass off for us. And he is kind to me and, you know, caters to me and tells me I'm pretty and, you know, does all the five love languages. And I do hold him on a pedestal. I And, you know, when he is a shit show, it's just his turn. Right. Like at, I love at, that. It's just his turn because so, I certainly go through my cycles of being an absolute monster. So what I'm hearing you say <laughs> is you're choosing to see the best. Yeah. And yeah, they might leave their socks out. That's me. I'm the messy one. I'm the messy one. Oh, interesting. Bad. Yeah. 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 But you're choosing to see the best. Yes. Everyone's going to be an asshole sometimes. Yeah. It's going to happen. But what you're saying, or at least what I'm hearing is, yeah, you got to pick. You got to pick every single day how you see that person. We made a commitment to be with them for forever. And so every single day you get to decide how you see that person. Mm -hmm. And if it's just their turn to be a butthead that day. Yeah. That's a great way of viewing it. It's a perspective thing. And I do know that it's important to have girlfriends and things. But, you know, part of what's really the glue that keeps him and I together is that we truly are best friends. Like we're friends with benefits. No, but we oh, truly totally. are I, totally like that's a really good definition of, of marriages that. that have lasted a long time. It's like friends, like he is my best friend, you know? So I try really hard not to give the gory details about what's happened in my life to somebody else before I've talked to him. Right. I try to get to him first because after you've told the story about what happened today a couple of times, suddenly it's just not the same and right. he's not getting all of you. So I try to keep my details for him to give it to him first. I like that. And then I can share it with other people because, you know, I think the other part is too, is that I'm genuinely interested in his opinion. 
about all sorts of things, my business, everything. I mean, if I have a question or if I have a concern about something, I take it to him and him to me. I really like that. I will always love my husband no matter what happens to us, but I still like him. Yeah. And I think that's huge. Okay. You were talking about hard times. So when you're going through the hard times, how have you gotten past it? And in my opinion, it's made us way stronger. Mm -hmm. Those thing times that I thought we were going to break. Now I feel we're flying even higher than we ever have. Tell me about how you guys have survived that and where you are now. You know, or have you ever had hard times? Oh, for sure. Okay. I was going to say, you he know, said no, I'd be like. <laughs> uh, uh, he and I have taken turns being the one that's completely on their knees, you know, and done it, you know, maybe for the same thing, but maybe at different times. And, you know, we've held each other through all the tears. And, you know, I mean, I'm talking about the ugly cry, you know, the part that, you know, when you see a grown man cry, you know, as a woman, it breaks your heart to a level that you just you never thought it could be broken to see somebody that you love, like absolutely lose their mind when they're so strong all the time. But you know, it's at that point, it's your turn. It's your turn to hold them when they cry and don't have an expectation that men don't cry. Or, you know, I would be devastated if he kept that from me. You know, we've, we lost a a very dear friend uh, a little while ago to suicide and I lost my mind immediately. And he waited until the funeral was over and then he lost his mind. Yeah. And, you know, it was just, he kept his shit together for me. And then I was kind of on the mend. I felt a little bit better after the funeral. And then he lost his mind. I mean, it was just, you know, you're just on the floor. And we all go through that where we go through really hard times. And man, that's glue. That's That's glue. glue. And And going through that with him, don't you feel like you built something stronger. And oh gosh. Like, even though you would never wish that upon anybody. You know what I think of? I think of, you know, he and I have been together 21 years. I think of how could you even start over? Right. And I have no perspective because I've been with the same man for 21 years. I've never been divorced. I've never had to go do that. And, you know, we could, we should get some different perspective about that at some yeah, point. Yeah, I would like that. But, you know, I just, I can't even imagine starting over. So for me, what would make makes me the saddest when I think about starting over, you know, again, we have those moments where your brain goes there, is what we built. He saw me, basically, we were dating when we were 19. I know you guys were even younger. I was a child. Again, I was immature. I was like just living my best life. And what we've built together, the homes that we've made, our children, all these things. And just for him to see how much, I'll say how successful I've become. I love that he's seen that path. I would hate to start over with somebody else where I'm already this successful woman. Mm -hmm. He knew what I went through. He knows that. And that is so much more powerful and beautiful that he knows my journey and really has understood it. And he knows your foundation. He knows your foundation. He knows what you look like when you wake up in the morning. Oh, beautiful in the morning. Oh, Oh, stunning. Of course you are. Uh, I'm not. Uh, this is the no, sixth I'm puppy eyed, red eyed. Yeah. No, I think because you just have such a long history. And I, I know a lot of women nowadays are waiting a lot longer to get married. And there's a lot of, you know, looking, I don't know, opinions, I guess, about those of us who got married early or, or started dating early and have been together. There's, you know, that you should go and live your life. But there's something to be said for growing up together and allowing each other to mold and change into the person that they're going to be. 
And I think that's worded perfectly because yeah. you got to grow sometimes apart and together, but as long as you keep coming back as yeah. you're growing, I think that's the key. I think a lot of people too, you know, they don't want their spouse to change. They want them to stay the same. You know, I am not the same person I started out as, not even a little bit. And, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like change and that really will lean on their spouse and say things like, you've changed. Well, I freaking hope I have. Absolutely. It's been As 21 you years. As you should. Yep. <laughs> it's been 21 years. I've made no progress. I've uh, seen some of those memes are like a friend goes to another friend and they say, hey, you've changed. And the friend goes, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. And, and if you have a spouse that allows you to change and grow and become better, that's, I mean, that's for both of you because you're a teammate. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like working on your marriage is an everyday thing? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't feel like work. So I was actually talking to my husband's brother. So my brother-in-law about that. I'm like, I don't feel like I've ever actually to work that hard at our marriage. Right. And he's like, yes, you do. You work on it all the time. He yeah. said, you do the dishes because your husband doesn't like a dirty sink. You do all these things like that you wouldn't be doing if he didn't want you to and you're just naturally doing it now. So I am doing it every single day. I'll pinch his butt when we're making dinner. Right. And just those little teeny things that, yeah, I'm working on it. And sometimes I don't feel like touching him, but it all becomes a habit. Right. He needs a lot of touch. He's a big right. fat baby. Yeah. He's a baby. So I need to like <laughs> cuddle him and hold him and love on him. And sometimes I don't feel like it, but then as soon as I'm doing it, it does feel good. And yeah. he's in a better mood. No. And that's something that's actually really, really beneficial in a marriage is just bump up against them, yes. you know, hold their hand, touch them, pinch their ass. Like when we're in our know? bad spot, we're not doing that. Right. We're in the kitchen together and we're not making eye contact. I'm not just touching his shoulder as I glide by. Mm -hmm. We're just on two separate planes doing our own thing. And we're just right. straight teammates without that connection right. and you can feel it. Yeah. It is so, and it's not like it's toxic or that it's like ripping us apart, but it's just doesn't feel as good. It's not it's fun not to be home when no. you're just passing by each other. You're just functioning. Yeah. And you know, but you can really break down that wall by, a touch. by just touching. One touch changes everything. One touching just, yeah. And it's super important to couples to touch when you leave and touch when you come together. Oh, and, yeah. you know, whether that's a kiss or it's a hug or it's just a, you know, sliding your hand across his shoulder, grabbing his ass, whatever the hell it is. Like, I love, love when my husband touches me. Yeah. I love it. And just, it just makes me feel safe and secure and that we're connected. And like, even when we're in a great big room full of people and I'm schmoozing and doing something, just for him to walk up behind me and just bump me or touch my ass or whatever, yes. you know, like it's important. And it's just like, even in this great big room, we're still together. I like that a lot. So I've heard like different things where you're supposed to hug when you leave and kiss when you leave or like one of those. I like touch. It seems so much more attainable, especially with how live cookie, like busy our lives are just to touch. I think that's something everyone can do. So I yeah. really, really like that a lot. And I yeah. think it will go a long way. Even just a squeeze of the hand yeah. or something. Just like, yeah. you know, I see you. I'm leaving you. I, I'm just touching and base with you. if you are disconnected, yeah, sometimes you don't want to kiss them. So yeah, do the touch. And also like pride can get in the way. I'm more prideful than my husband where I'm angry about some stupid thing. And it takes me a while to just break down the barrier. But when I step back and think about it, I've never really been mad at him about something real. Like mm. he's never cheated right. or even like the things maybe I'm mad at. I can't even think of a thing I was actually mad at him for that's life changing. Right. So he was just a dick that day. Yeah, he was just a dick that day. Stop being a dick. <laughs> Stop Simple. Being a dick. <laughs> Stop being a dick. There are men listening. Don't be a dick. <laughs> but 
I need to take the pride out of it and do that touch mm -hmm. because there's no reason to be, it's not worth it for me just being in a bad mood over nothing really. Okay. So who says sorry the first? I'm quick to say sorry if I snap. Like if I like just snap at him real quick, I'm like, oh my, I'm sorry. I had a bad day. I'm sorry. He's bad at the shorts, the quick um, sorries where if he snaps at us or does something that's just like was kind of rude, he um, it, he won't really say sorry for that. But we're, we're in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. It's him. Yeah. He's the one that really, and we've had lots of conversations about that, that I need to get better at real. And he'll like, he does this thing to me called, it's called a deep freeze. If I'm in a bad mood and we're fighting, he'll pick me up and throw me on the bed and lay on top of me and shake convulsively, <laughs> convulsively <laughs> until I start laughing. It's like, do you need a deep freeze? I'm going to give you a deep freeze. And he's done it to me in the snow. He's done it to me in the park. He's done it to me when I like, oh, that makes me mood. so mad. Oh my God. It makes me so mad, but it works. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. What That's, about you? Well, we are so similar. Oh, interesting. Because, you know, he doesn't like he'll snap at somebody or something and he doesn't even cross his mind that he needs to say sorry or anything like that. But when we're in the thick of it, he is very quick to say sorry. And I take a while. Me too. I, I, I would I like to change. I take a while. But I, yep, me too. But I also not a person that is going to say I'm sorry if it's not genuine. And like, I'm not saying I'm sorry just to say I'm sorry. If I'm still pissed, I'm not ready to be I'm sorry yet. That's something I wish I was a little bit better. But I'm also really acknowledging that I take a while to come back down. And yep. I can be mad for a long time. <laughs> and But he like... Oh, it makes me crazy when I'm pissed off. He'll like come and like grab my arms and like try to wrap my arms around him. And like, he'll pick up my arms. I'm like, See, stop same. touching me. <laughs> oh, you know, but he'll try to try to make that connection. And I'm like, it makes me furious. And, but he's trying to make the connection again. So of course my soul hearing that. Cause it's so my husband, the same thing. He's just uh, trying so hard. It's like, he'll be like, you know, look at me, come on, you know, like put your, and I'll, he'll put his arms and, and I'll like, my arms will be like sticks. <laughs> so immature. <laughs> I'm like, and I'll, he'll, I'll, he'll put him on my shoulders and I'll be like, let him fall. And he'll put him on his shoulders and I'll let him fall. <laughs> so oh, immature. I love your husband. Uh, see, he's way better than I am. I'm an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> My husband's a better person. He, oh yeah. my God. Like what? You know, and then girlfriends will be like, oh, he's this or that, the other thing. And I'm like, yeah, well, you should see me. I'm a real charmer. That's so funny. Okay. So last question, bringing it back to real estate. How has your husband been? Well, it's two-parter. One with the success mm -hmm. and just growing. And then two with having to put yourself out there so much physically and emotionally. Mm. You physically have to be out on networking, yeah. drinking, yeah. doing things. Success-wise, it definitely took a while. It's a really big deal for for a man to play second fiddle to his high-producing wife. And that took a long time. He was not mad at me at all for being there, I think, but he was in a funk for a long time. And it was just, it took me a long time to dig through what was going on with him. And then, but it was like regular conversations. Once I kind of started thinking, figuring out that that's what it could be. Cause he would say things like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. You know, you, you are so successful in doing what you're doing. And I don't even know why you, you don't even need, you know, just comments like that where I could feel where his heart was. So I, you know, we started talking about like, Hey, this is a team. Like, 
this is like, they pay me a shitload of money to do this. And this is for us. Like, I don't really care about, I just need enough money to pay my bills and not feel like I have two pennies. You know, like, I don't really care about this, but this is something that we're going to be able to use to achieve some of our other goals and, and make our dreams happen. And they're like, hey, it's ours. Like, this is great for us. And, you know, you do other things. You like make my world go round and all I have to do is go to work. I mean, literally, that's all I have to do is go to yep. work and come home and be nice. That's that's all I have to do. And I mean, I'm there for hugs for yeah. my kid. <laughs> uh, that's where I'm. That's, that's the stage I'm at with my kid. And so, you know, it, it did take a long time for him to get there, and he's really fine with it now. And actually, he's talked to other men in our coaching group that that where their wives have surpassed them in income, and not just by a little bit, by a lot. We've talked about the percentages. Yeah, we make compared to our husbands, and it's uh, tough for sure. And. Now, when it comes to allowing me to go and give all my, you know, my time and my energy, I've actually learned to just bring him along. Um, I bring him a lot too. So if we have like dinners or fundraising events, there's, he loves a silent auction. Uh, He gets dressed up to the nines. He knows he's there with me. We make a date night of it. He's, he's figured out how to schmooze with people. He knows, he knows certain people or certain husbands and they stand in the corner and, you know, do whatever, talk about whatever they talk about. And, and also, I try really hard not to do networking events in the evening by myself because it's cutting into my family time. I'm available to realtors and clients all day long, every single day. I'll go to lunch with you. I'll go to afternoon cocktail with you. But six o'clock at night on a Tuesday, that's for my family. So I kind of don't do those kinds of events unless I'm bringing my family. I pretty much am 100% on par with both of those things as well. My husband's at the first part of it, my husband used the word, he was resentful and he actually said that to me. And he's like, I want you to know, like, it's not out of malice or anger or anything. It's like, but I'm a little resentful that you're doing something you love. You're making so much money. You have this, even though you're working all the time, you still have the freedom to move the way you want to move through the world. And he's like, I'm a little resentful of it. And the fact that he just said it and like, it wasn't again, like I'm resentful. It was just like open and just talking about it. I'm proud of you. Yes. I'm proud of you, but... I'm proud of you and I'm proud of you and is the right way to say that. I'm proud of you and, but this is making me feel insufficient or like I'm not showing up like I should be showing up. Now, let me tell you what, before I started making it rain, my husband, like we never wanted for anything. Same. We weren't like rolling around in the money, but like we never wanted for anything. He always made a good income. We always had food on the table. We always had beer in the fridge. Like so that, that was always the definition of, of rich for us. Beer in the fridge, meat in the freezer. And you don't have to worry about paying right. your bills. Right. Like we were able to make our bills and we never missed a payment on anything. It was always fine. So he took very good care of us, especially when I was kind of a loser and not really doing anything. Okay, that's so huge. <laughs> I'm so the same way. So my husband was really the breadwinner for a long time. Yeah. But- because he was, and I didn't have to ever worry about making a sale. If I made a sale, great. If I didn't, no big problem. And that allowed me to fly. Mm-hmm. So I really like all of it. It's been a team the whole way. Right. It's totally a team. And, you know, talking about keeping your marriage alive, freaking acknowledge what your husband does. Yes. You know, love on him. Re- yeah. Show respect to him. When you're in public places, touch him. Tell people how awesome he is. They want to be honored just like we want to be yes. honored. I swear my husband's more sensitive than I am. He needs to mm-hmm. love. Yeah. I mean, he's a big, burly, sexy man, but 
like I said, he's a little bit of a baby. He needs, he wants me to hold his hand when I walk into a place. <laughs> yeah, I and I I love that. I, I do. Too. We are very That's blessed with husbands, and you know we've been very grateful to have excellent husbands, excellent fathers for for our babies, and it's just been awesome. But you know, this whole marriage thing is definitely something we have to work on, and. I'm 16 years into being married and or 15 years, I guess, 21 years in being together and hope for hope to double that, oh, triple that. So. Well, thank you. I love how you look at your husband and your relationship. I feel like we have a really similar thing and yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. All right. See you soon. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate.